Welcome to Simpler Bible, a daily journey to biblical understanding. Welcome to day 30 of Simpler Bible. Today will be considerably shorter than yesterday. I say that, but who knows? I might get really excited about some things and share a lot more than I expect. But today we will be in Exodus 13. So the people have fled Egypt. They've just gotten out of Egypt. And today we are calling this the firstborn and the pillar. Look at verse 1 and we'll begin there. All right. So the Lord said to Moses, consecrate to me the, all the firstborn. This will be really important. We'll come back to that in a moment. Whatever is the first to open the womb among all the people of Israel, both of man and beast is mine. Now you remember in Egypt, he just killed the firstborn of everything in Egypt from Pharaoh to the captive in prison to the beast. So now he's saying, I've killed all of them. I've spared you. Now the firstborn that opens any womb other of man or beast belongs to me. We'll get into that a little bit more with uh, the Levites. Verse 3, Then Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Very, very key. Deep theological truth there. We'll talk about a lot in Hebrews. For by a strong hand the Lord brought you out from this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. Right? Nothing that's false. Today in the month of Abib you are going out. And when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which he swore to your fathers, that's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob again, to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, you shall keep this service in this month. So seven days you shall eat the unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. No unleavened bread shall be seen with you, and no leaven shall be seen with you in all your territory. You shall tell your son on that day, it was because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. It shall be for you a sign on your hand and as in a memorial between your eyes that the law of the Lord may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this statue at its appointed time from year to year. So here's what he's saying. I want you to understand this. I want you to remember the Passover, celebrate it every year, 14th day of the month. Uh, celebrate the Passover every year and then have a feast for seven days. And this will be a reminder to you. It, it would be like binding something on your hand or on your forehead so that the law of the Lord, the, what God has done can be in your mouth. And so he wants them to remember this. We talked yesterday about how this is really a picture of Christ. And so we want to remember what Christ has accomplished. We want to remember what Christ has done. I will say this. Uh, no, I won't. So maybe in the blog. Verse 11. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, and shall give it to you, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens, all that first opens the womb, all the firstborn of your animals that are male shall be to the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. Every firstborn of a man among your sons you shall redeem. And when in time to come your sons ask you, what does this mean? You shall say to them, by a strong hand, the Lord has brought us out of Egypt from the land of slavery. So, Look at this in verse 13. Every firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. The Bible uses this language of firstborn several places. And in the New Testament, we see it referring to Jesus. Jesus is the firstborn. It says in Romans 8, 29, it talks about him being the firstborn from the dead, the firstborn among many brothers, the firstborn of the resurrection. And so all this language is used for us in Romans 8, 29, Colossians 1, 15, and Colossians 1, 18. Hebrews 1.6, Hebrews 12.23, I go back and forth on it, and I would love your opinion on it. I'd love your take on it. I think that Hebrews 12.23 is a reference to the believers. It could be a reference to Christ. I wouldn't have any issue with that at all. 
Uh, but it talks about the assembly that, that we have come, that, that we redeemed people have come to the assembly of the firstborn. And so it's either that we, the believers, the redeemed, are the assembly of the firstborn, or we, the redeemed, have come to the assembly of the firstborn being Christ. Either way, it, it's a beautiful text. And again, here is the picture of the firstborn. Why? Because the firstborn belong to God. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. Jesus is the firstborn of all uh, of creation. He begot everything, like he created everything. And so this image that Jesus is the firstborn and we belong to Jesus, we are now these firstborn. We are the ones that belong to God. We are the ones who have been redeemed by God. We are the ones who have been rescued from slavery by God. So, so don't miss, look, the Israelites who are now standing outside of Egypt, who are kind of enthralled, remember, they're about to do a seven-day celebration. They're about to do a seven-day celebration. They're just outside of Egypt. They're going to celebrate for seven days the Feast of the Passover, seven days of celebration where they are proclaiming what God has done. This will be a statue that they carry all the way into the future. Jesus is celebrating it with his apostles on the last night of his life. And, and so this is a very real physical thing that's happening to the Israelites. But don't forget that there's also a spiritual implication to it and that you and I have been set free from Christ, sorry, from slavery by Christ. He is our Passover lamb. We have been covered by his blood. We are free from the coming judgment of God. That's an interesting thing to talk about too, by the way, that uh, the blood that went on the doors in, in the previous chapter with the Passover, it it prevented them from bearing the judgment of God that came later. And so we who are under the blood of Christ, when God comes with his coming judgment, as we see in the end of the Bible in Revelation, we will be set free from that. We will not bear the coming judgment of God. We will be rescued from the coming judgment of God by the blood that covers us now. And so Christ is our Passover lamb. Christ is the firstborn of the believers. Christ is the firstborn of the dead. And we who have come to Christ are part of the assembly of the firstborn. Do not miss that language in the New Testament. It all comes back to this right here. Those who have been ransomed by God, rescued by God, and now have been consecrated to God. And you and I are part of the church, the assembly of the firstborn. We belong to God. What an incredible thing. I mean, like, I, I just want to... I just want to tell you, like, hit pause for a moment. Like, it's okay. Just hit pause and think about that for a bit. You and I, consecrated to God, rescued by God, redeemed by God, set free from slavery, and now we belong to God as the firstborn because Christ is the firstborn from the dead. And so all these references, uh, one more reference, Revelation 1, 5. And so anyway, love it, love it, love it. And probably I should talk about that for like an hour, but we're not going to. Verse 15, when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man, the firstborn of animals. Therefore, I sacrificed to the Lord all the males that open the womb, all but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. It shall be as a mark on your head, hand or frontlets between your eyes, for by a strong hand the Lord brought us out. My goodness, how many times have we heard that already in this chapter? I think that's four. By a strong hand the Lord brought us out. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return. We're going to come back to that. Um, we'll come back to that in a few chapters. But God was like leaving them out of Egypt, They've been slaves in Egypt for a substantial amount of time now. They've lived in Egypt for 430 years. 
And God goes, you know what? I'm not going to take them past the land of the Philistines because if they see war, they might freak out and go back to Egypt. So he leads them a different way just so they can avoid some of that conflict. Do you remember what happened when Pharaoh... Uh, took away the straw from the bricks and the people had just worshiped God. Yay, God's rescued us. God's going to deliver us. And then Pharaoh takes away the straw from the people and they get so dejected in their spirit. They they are like, ah, Moses, Aaron, just leave us alone. Let us just be slaves here. Just be done with it. God doesn't want that to happen again. So he keeps them away from warfare so that they won't be dejected and return to Egypt. Keep that in mind too, because we're going to see that in a couple of chapters, this returning to Egypt idea. Verse 18 But God led them around by the way of the wilderness towards the Red Sea, and the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt equipped for battle. So they're equipped for battle. They're ready for warfare, but they're not going to face it just yet. Verse 19, Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. That is quoted for us back in Genesis 50, 24, and 25. Joseph had already prophesied that God was going to bring them out of the land of Egypt. And verse 20 says, And they moved on from Succoth and encamped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. And that pillar of cloud, this representation of God, will lead them for the next 40 years. And it will be... We'll see some more about that when we when we get kind of towards the end of Exodus. Uh, we'll see a little bit more about the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. But it led the people, and when the pillar moved, they moved. We'll come back to that in a minute. When the pillar stopped, they stopped, and they'll set up camp there. And so this is God physically, tangibly leading the people out of Egypt. And now where they're going to be is for seven days, they're going to celebrate the feast of the Passover. That is so key, so key for us to understanding something very important in the New Testament. But I can't tell you all of the stuff right now because then we wouldn't have any podcasts or videos or blogs for the end of the year. So you'll just have to wait until we get into the Gospels on that one. Thanks so much for watching and we will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for journeying with us today at Simpler Bible through another section of scripture where we come to know and understand God a little bit better. Look, if you're brand new to Simpler Bible, we have all sorts of resources available for you. Go to our website, simplerbible.com, and there you can find these videos, you can find our podcast, you can find links to our social media, and you can even find a blog post with additional scriptures if you want to go into a little bit more study than we had time to cover in this podcast and video today. We hope that this tool will be exactly that for you, a tool. Not something that replaces your daily walk with God, but something that enhances your daily walk with God and helps you to know and enjoy Him more. Thank you so much for being part of this, and we'll see you again tomorrow.